The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. There was a scholar of the law who stood up to test Jesus and said, Teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus said to him, What is written in the law? How do you read it? He said in reply, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your being, with all your strength, with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. He replied to him, You have answered correctly. Do this, and you will live. But because he wished to justify himself, he said to Jesus, And who is my neighbor? Jesus replied, A man fell victim to robbers as he went down from Jerusalem to Jericho. They stripped and beat him and went off leaving him half dead. A priest happened to be going down that road, but when he saw him, he passed by on the opposite side. Likewise, a Levite came to the place, and when he saw him, he passed by the opposite side. But a Samaritan traveler who came upon him, was moved with compassion at the sight. He approached the victim, poured oil and wine over his wounds, and bandaged them. Then he lifted him up on his own animal, took him to an inn, and cared for him. The next day he took out two silver coins and gave them to the innkeeper with the instruction, Take care of him. If you spend more than what I have given you, I shall repay you on my way back. Which of these three, in your opinion, was neighbor to the robber's victim? He answered the one who treated him with mercy. Jesus said to him, Go and do likewise. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Lord Jesus Christ. The parable of the Good Samaritan is so familiar to us, we often see only one of its dimensions. The dimension we tend to focus on is its presentation of a model for us to imitate. But Jesus finishes the parable by saying, go and do likewise. In that sense, it's crystal clear that this is his exclamation, explanation of the great commandment, love your neighbor as yourself. If we strive to follow it, we will without a doubt live a worthy, meaningful, and fruitful life. Today the church reminds us that we should be striving to follow it. But the parable has another dimension. The Good Samaritan is above all a self-portrait of Jesus. And what Jesus has done for us, for the human family as a whole, and for each of us individually. We were like the man left on the side of the road to die. Each of us has been robbed of our original holiness by original sin. 
our selfishness and sins and the sins of others have deeply wounded our souls. We lay on the side of life's path in need of a Savior. We've been bruised and broken and wounded by life in a fallen world. But in his incarnation, Jesus comes to us like a good shepherd, like a good Samaritan. He's the merciful Lord who heals and restores us with oil and wine in his sacraments, who pays for our salvation with his own sacrifice and blood on the cross at Calvary, who entrusts the boundless riches of his grace to his own innkeeper, the church, who in turn watches over our convalescence, our growth in Christian maturity and virtue until Jesus comes again, until he comes back. If Jesus commands us to be good Samaritans to one another, it's only because he has walked the path ahead of us. St. Paul reiterates this in his writings to the Colossians when we consider that Christ also happens to be the second person of the Holy Trinity, we get a glimpse into how much he really loves us. Jesus is the Word of God. Jesus is God the Father's own self-image, so perfect and complete that it shares the Father's very divinity and exists as a distinguishable person, the Eternal Son. St. Paul, in the second reading, reflects on this unique nature of Jesus Christ. He proclaims that Jesus is the image of the invisible God. He is God, our creator, who has lowered himself to our level so that we, in our fallen state, on our side of the road, can recognize him. He approaches us gently. St. Paul teaches us that in him were created all things in heaven and on earth, the visible and the invisible. This includes every person, even those who reject Christ and sin against him, even those thieves who had left the man on the side of the road to die, even those self-centered Levitical priests and Levites who had refused to help the dying man, all things were created through him and for him. St. Paul continues, in him all things hold together. This is Jesus, not just a wise teacher, not a nice guy who was misunderstood, not just one great religious leader and philosopher among many, but the Lord, the Creator, Savior and King of the entire universe. The Lord, Jesus, had absolutely nothing to gain by coming down to earth to save us other than the pleasure of his heavenly Father to suffer for us. He did it only for us. It's his Father's creation gathered here. He continues doing this in every Mass when he comes to our side of the road to be present in the Eucharist, to anoint our wounds, strengthen us with the most blessed sacrament. So how do we follow this? 
by intentional growth and humility. Christ is our Savior. Without him, we would have no hope of a meaningful life or eternal life or even authentic self-improvement, whatever that is. Today, by reminding us of our need for Christ, the church wants to strengthen us in virtue that we always need more of, humility. Humility is this serene recognition of our complete dependence on God, both for our existence and for our lasting happiness. Humility is the secret to interior peace and healthy relationships. Ask any spouse. Humility goes a long way in communicating love. This week, let us follow the church's lead and Christ's example and make attempts to exercise this powerful virtue. There are three things we can do to align our lives with this great truth and experience more fully, which will benefit growth in humility. First of all, if we haven't been to confession recently, we can go to confession. Nothing exercises humility like a good confession or puts the devil, our enemy, on his heels. He has no weapons against humility. It's like kryptonite for the devil. Second, if we've been slacking off in our prayer life, we can renew our commitments to daily prayer. The mere act of addressing God, of praying, or entering into prayer is an act of humility, of placing the creature before the creator. Third, we can stop talking about ourselves so much and start being sincerely interested in those around us. If we do that, we may even find opportunities to follow Christ's footsteps and be a good Samaritan to someone near to us instead of having the lens of our own ego in our glasses at all times to take them off and to see those who are around us in need. Christ demonstrates true humility during every Mass when he, our good shepherd, nourishes us under the humble appearance of bread and wine, the accidents that remain while the substance changes to his body and his precious blood. So at Mass today, especially as we approach communion, make an act of contrition, which is an act of humility, and recognize that your Samaritan, your Lord, has come to heal you. Almighty Father, as we turn to you in our need, we pray for the church throughout the world, for our Holy Father, Pope Francis, for our bishop, our priests, our deacons, especially our deacon Steve on his 72nd birthday today, for all of our seminarians, and our married couples, the priests of the domestic church. We pray to the Lord. Lord, We pray for our nation, for an end of abortion, for protection of the unborn and the elderly, for healing for those scarred by it, and that our country may grow in virtue, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. We pray for the sick, 
for our family members and friends, for all those who have asked for our prayers, that they may be surrounded by the Holy Spirit and given the gifts of God as divine physician, we pray to the Lord. Pray for the men and women who defend our freedoms and place their lives at risk, that they may be kept safe from harm and honored by our society. We pray to the Lord. Lord hear our we pray for an increase in vocations to the priesthood and religious life, for all those discerning their vocation who are courageously attempting to listen to the Lord and to discover His will. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. And we pray for the dead, for those who have gone before us, especially those who are forgotten and have no one praying for them. May our poor prayers, Lord, open wide the gates of heaven to allow them to enter and see the glory of your face and the beatific vision. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen.